Hey, I'm Carter. Hey, I'm Dylan. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the OG3 of medieval fantasy, so that means we're going to be talking about the dwarves, human, and elves races in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so uh, first, humans, uh, the youngest of all the common races, which uh, we kind of touched on, it's humans, elves, dwarves, and a handful of others. Uh, they Basically in D&D it's the same as just regular humans. There isn't much to the lore of them. They just kind of, the player's handbook really puts an emphasis on how ambitious they are and like how they love to build these massive empires. Yeah, they're, they're more of like kind of what um, we have been talking about for a little while. Um, they're kind of just for any player that wants to create their own backstory. The player's handbook gives all these different reasons for why they started venturing, all about like their history, but it's very, I, I think, like shallow almost. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's more for you to be able to put yourself into any position. If you want to be a noble, you want to be a farmer, you want to be some random sailor, you want to be anyone. And I feel like other races have this as well, but I feel like humans the most are just, they're the, they're the blank slate. Yeah. They're, I, I feel like uh, we're going to run into the kind of the same idea with half-elves, because half-elves kind of have the, the same effect, uh, but the, I, I feel like they're just a little more interesting. Uh, given that humans are really simple and you don't get many extra abilities, uh, that kind of makes it a lot better for a beginner player, I feel. Yeah. Like, there isn't an extra thing you have to worry about or, like, thing you're forgetting about that you could utilize is really just, here's your character, uh, you get plus one to all of your stats if you're using a base yeah. human, and there you go, you're playing D&D. Yeah. The only thing, like, that you can mix it up was with the variant human, and that's kind of, in my opinion, the only human that I ever play as. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, I mean, the plus one to all ability scores can be good in some situations. I'm trying to think of how that could be good. If, if you're using, like, point by, I guess, that could be that could be a bit helpful. But the variant human, being able to start off level one with an extra skill and an extra uh, a feat, yeah, I feel like is way better than a plus one all skills. It, it, it makes it really easy to streamline, like, kind of what you want to do, especially if what, what you want to do involves a feat, like grappler or something yeah. like that. So, so maybe, like, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm thinking now that, like, maybe humans are for either new players or more experienced players, with new players can choose the plus one to all abilities because they don't really know what they want to do, and then they can branch out into what they want to do. But if you're an experienced player, if you know exactly what you want to have... You could say, okay, I want to be a grappler, barbarian, fighter who just grabs hold of people and throws them around. I, I want to be a level one human who has the feet. Yeah, like, like an orc or half orc or whatever could be better for that specific example, but especially for a newer player, or like like I said, an experienced player, a human may be just an easier base for that. Mm -hmm. It also depends on, I feel like, the DM's world, because I've, I've had worlds where certain races are banned. I know you've run... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a lot of campaigns uh, without Dragonborn. Yeah, I don't like them. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I mean, if... Uh, it, it, again, it depends on, like, how the DM runs this game. So I, I've run games where, I know, like you were saying, orcs, they're very prejudiced against. And I, I think we'll touch on this when we talk about orcs. But yeah. humans are just the, ba the basic race of Dungeons & Dragons. You can have them how whatever you want to do with them however you want to play however the dm wants to set them up they're lit they can be pushed in any different yeah. direction like as a dm you can use them in 
any situation because they yeah. can be any class. They can be anything. It. I I feel like we're just ripping ourselves at this point. Yeah. It's just blank slate. They can be anything. Yeah. So for like good and bad ways to run them, I say there isn't really. I mean, of course, for all races and classes, just don't like. Don't be a dick, basically. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like, especially for humans, there's no bad way to run a human. Like, uh, like the example I said before, if you want to be a noble farmer, sailor, there, there's no really, like, I wouldn't say there's any, like, class or any, like, background that wouldn't be able to fit a human. Yeah. I feel like you could, re- you could really do whatever you want. The, the, there's just, like, a lot of flexibility uh, with anything relating to it, I think. Um... Even if you wanted more lore, you can find races in, like, the Far Realms, and there, there's, like, there, there's a whole list yeah. of different, like, sub... Technically sub-races of human, but it's not... They, you don't get anything special out of them. It's just, like, for lore. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much it. There, there's no bad way to run it unless you really take that, like, ambitious side of humans very seriously. Yeah, I, I could see that be taking being taken too far like you want to you're too ambition for what the dm or your the rest of your party is trying to do like if, if you're if your dm's running like a small scale like city game where you're like intrigue and stuff like that don't be i, I mean again for all races this could be taken but especially if you take the ambitious part of humans too far don't be the player it's like okay i want to take over the city yeah it, it's again just like don't be a dick yeah um so how like how we would run them? Um, uh, I mean, okay. So for a player, uh, I mean, I don't, in, like, I don't necessarily not like playing um, magical users, yeah. like like wizards or something. That I just find it like there's too much to focus on. Yeah, so, I, I specifically don't play magic users because I cannot keep track of spell slots. Yeah, just like <laughs> and like there's always. I, I feel like me playing a magic user especially takes away from the rest of the party's experience because I don't because I don't play magic users I don't have that experience and so I don't know a lot of the spells that I have yeah. and so a lot of the time that we spend playing is me just flipping back and forth it's like oh what does this do I don't know what yeah. this does I'll try to uh, see what happens <laughs> that's the one thing about D&D in general I feel like I mean people will disagree with me if you know your spells like you can be a magic user, but, like, yeah. if you're starting out and you don't really know, flipping through the spells and, like, all the different rules for each different spell is just, like, it, it gets really complicated. So, I, personally, I would either play, like, I mean, I love Monk, yeah. really. It's one of my favorite classes. It's so simple and straightforward. Um, either that or a rogue, probably, with mm-hmm. human. Like, what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would probably run a, well, I, I don't play human very often, because I, I, I feel like there are other races that kind of take the spotlight away from humans, like, based, like half-elves, for example. I feel like yeah. they take what's good about human and then add even more onto that. But if I were to play a human, I've, I've played a human fighter, a human ranger before, and uh, I've once played paladin as a human as well. Yeah. So I, I feel like you could... Like we said, you can play whatever. I mean, it's re- you play whatever class you want. You can do whatever you want yeah, with this character. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, even though some races may take it away, it doesn't mean a human, hu- like the basic human fighter, can't be super cool. Like, yeah. 
you can have an interesting character with it. It's just like, out of all the other races, I feel like you just need to put a little more extra, like, like a little more effort into yeah. it to make it interesting. Because because I feel like it's a, like you're saying, you need to put a little more effort in. I feel feel like that's where like a backstory comes into yeah, it. Like, yeah. Of course, don't be the player who has a five-page backstory. It's like, you have to read it out every time your name gets mentioned. But coming up with something cool, I feel like, is a really good way of adding a little bit more character, a little bit more character to your character. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's about it for humans. Like, yeah. Overall, they're just a blank slate. Yeah. I don't think we can make any improvements to them. I mean, they're, I mean, unless like, I don't think, I mean, in my situation, I wouldn't really play just a base human. I would definitely be playing a variant human just to get yeah. the extra feet right at level one. Um, but I feel like the variant human is the improvement. Like, yeah. if it didn't have it, that would be the improvement we want to make. But, like, I feel like, as it is now, either the blank slate plus one or the variant human with the feet and the plus one to two of your skills, I feel like there isn't really much yeah. we can say to improve the race as a whole. Yeah. So, uh, elves. They're... Hello. Okay. Uh, elves are, like, magical, right? Yeah. Uh... They, they, and they live in places of ethereal beauty, and uh, I wrote down they're basically just that one art student that loves nature and music and culture and probably has an alter ego online. Like, they're... I, 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 won't, I don't want to say, like, stuck up, but, like, that's how usually I run it, but we, we can talk yeah. about that later. Uh, I just feel like they're more... I don't, I don't know what to say. They're definitely, like, not, not pompous, but they're definitely, in the, in the actual book, I mean, it talks about how they view themselves as, they're, they're not quick to trust, cause, because they live such long lives, and because they have all this stuff, they, they don't really feel the need to stoop down and talk to, or even, like, associate with. Yeah. They're, I, feel, I feel like they're going to be more connected to nature and, like, the Feywild than uh, other... Uh, people in the universe, um, they, especially high elves, like they they are more likely to view themselves as a superior race than yeah. other elves because elves can be really, uh, really friendly, especially if they've left where they've come from. Yeah. Uh, it says in the player's handbook, uh, elves that stay where they're from are more likely to be more reserved and not talk to... Yeah. Like, I, feel, I feel like if you... Bre- like, if... I mean, that, that makes sense, though. Because, like, if, you, if you're an elf who leaves its home and spends its life, or a very short part of its life, because they live forever, basically, but <laughs> um, being with all these other people, you'll probably start to feel more emotions that they feel, start to, like... Uh, not... What's the word for it? Um, like... Kind of just, like, associate yourself with them. Yeah, associate yourself with them. Um, That being said, like, since they have such a long life, uh, they have a weird perception for time. Mm -hmm. Like, since humans live, like, so short in comparison to elves, elves live over 700 years old, and humans would be, in D&D at least, would be lucky to live to, like, 70. So uh, their, their perception of time, especially these shorter events that may bother a human won't bother them at all yeah because they're more 
the, the, the changes that they notice are more long-term changes to, like, the world around them. Yeah. So, like, in comparison, like, humans are... The, the reason they're ambitious is because they have such short lives. They need to make their mark on the world. Elves don't really feel that because they have the time to do whatever they want, and eventually they can make their mark. Yeah. I, I don't even think they would really make their mark. They would probably just come back to their home if that's part of their character. Yeah. And... It, it, because uh, it, kind of something that I didn't touch on with humans, they tend to pass down ideas through laws and organization and like libraries filled with information. But elves and dwarves, they tend to pass down their information through an elder, and they it, it's very like clan, uh, community based instead of like this whole like grand, uh, society societal. Yeah, uh, base. Um, wait, were you gonna say something? No, I, I was just thinking. Well, that that also kind of depends on the. Um, I feel like that's what we were t- talking on earlier. Is where like the three sub races of elves kind of diverges in how they feel about other races and things like yeah. that. I feel like like you were saying, high elves see themselves as more superior, but um, a lot of the times, like I've never played a wood elf specifically, or actually, no, I have one time. But that was a while ago. I can't remember exactly how I played it. But like, it, it seems from their description, they're more. They're more. They're the more down to earth elves. I feel like they're they are the ones that live closer to human society. So yeah. they're the ones who feel more like they're, they're more likely to be an inventor. Yeah. Like the 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 biggest reason that an elf would probably go adventuring is to really learn more about the world, mm-hmm. like. Whereas a human would probably go adventuring for a cause, right? Yeah. Uh, a, an elf would definitely be out to, to learn. Mm-hmm. Maybe about, like, their magical skill or, uh, like I said, the world, like, three times. Uh, <laughs> or just, like, hone, hone their skills. Like, there they are skilled... Like, even though they're very reserved, they are skilled with weapons and uh, war. Yeah. Um, just may, maybe less so than other races. So we were just saying there about like reason to becoming an adventurer. Maybe that's where we can get to some of like the good and bad ways of running them. Because I was talking, I was saying earlier, uh, uh, one of the worst ways I've seen an elf play was um, <laughs> one uh, one of my friends was DMing, and his friend from the U.S. We were doing the Skype call, D and D game, and he was playing a I believe he was a high elf ranger or high elf fighter. And so, the premise of the story was the the average D and D game going in and raiding a dungeon. And so we're level two by this point, and we open the big doors to the dungeon, and probably a few too many giant spiders in a level two party should be fighting, came sprinting out, <laughs> and um, he spent his reason for adventuring was he wanted to go out and learn about all the different monsters and creatures that lived in this world. And so he decided that the best way to do this was to learn how they kicked the ass of his party members. So every action and bonus action that he took during the entire combat was to run up and climb a tree, sit down, and just start drawing the spiders and seeing what they were doing to us as they kicked our butts, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's a good example of how like you would take the lore a little too far. Yeah. Uh, Especially, uh, 
I feel like whenever I, I've played with people who play elves, unless they've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a very long time and they were, like, good players, uh, I feel like too often there are these kind of emotional, not really with everybody, like, they're, they're kind of like a lone wolf, mm-hmm. which I hate when people yeah. play those in, like, a party. You're supposed to be in a party. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people take their perception of elves from like pop culture and things like that so like let's say lord of the rings for example like the cold you know we'll stand in line and we'll just slash and shoot like the yeah but i feel like that's only the i'd say the high elves like the wood elves like or or the drow as well like you you have to create your own character you can't i mean of course for any game D D or any rpg in general take of course take um, ideas from cult pop culture and movies that you like because that'll make you more invested in your character but you can't just copy your character from what you've seen yeah. on TV or in movies it's you need to put some flair into your character that'll make them not only fit well with your party but also make them interesting to play and interesting to play with yeah, so. the, the, the thing is like people who uh, just start D&D will definitely get their idea of elves from unless they've never watched Lord of the Rings uh, they'll get them from Christmas, but uh, <laughs> if they've seen Lord of the Rings, they're probably going to get their idea from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they're, they're, the D&D elves are a lot different. Yeah. I mean, the, like you said, the closest is probably the high elves. Mm. Uh, even then, I, I feel like uh, the Tolkien elves are a bit, uh, just a bit different. Yeah. Uh, especially the, like, when, when I was looking over the player's handbook, uh, from Tolkien, we learned that like, elves are really tall. Like, they, they, I, I still can't get this out of my mind, because, like, we, I, I still think of elves as being really tall, but in the Prairie's Handbook, it says that, on average, elves are actually shorter than humans, yeah. and go from well under four feet tall to just over six feet tall, which is similar to humans, I, I think, but... I, I, I cannot imagine <laughs> just a, a short under elf. four feet tall. Yeah, I, I just, that, that's the problem with... I think that that's actually probably the biggest problem with playing an elf if you've never played before you or, have or, or any of these like yeah the, the the reason we call them the og3 is because they're the three races that appear in every or yeah. basically every single fantasy medieval genre yeah. in addition to like goblins and yeah. orcs and stuff but like yeah the we have such a skewed view i feel like and tolkien is definitely the biggest contributor to that uh, of what elves are yeah and you, you just really need to know how... I mean, uh, not to say, like, you can't play a Tolkien elf in... Yeah, of course. D&D. Like, you can play whatever you want in D&D. As like if, some, as if someone showed up playing Legolas with, like, a, you know, uh, let's go for... Like, starting off kind of cold to the party and, like, eventually warming up, I feel like that'd be a good that's thing pretty, to play. That's, to be honest, like, that's, that's pretty cool. always fun. Yeah. But, like, don't be the player who's, like... Don't be Legolas. Don't be... Don't, <laughs> don't copy Legolas. Take aspects that you like... And, of course, talk make it to your DM, own. but make it your yeah. own character. Don't, don't, uh, for any race, any character, don't copy verbatim your character from someone yeah, else. exactly. Um, just, like, we, we've just mentioned the, the drow, but, like, I kind of want to go into the drow, because I think, it, it sucks that I think they're the coolest race, because, like, that's probably the race that people have never played D&D will play. Yeah. Because, like, oh, they're dark elves, they're super cool, but, like, their lore is super cool. Like, uh, a bunch of elves who uh, 
worshipped Lolf. Uh, I, I can't pronounce it. I think it's Lolf. Lolf, yeah. Uh, they were banished to the Underdark because, you know, it's just not... Like, it's just a little weird to mm-hmm. worship Lolf, I guess. And that's where the drow come from. Like, they, they've lived in the Underdark for so long that their appearance has changed and, like, their whole society is, like, completely different. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, I was going to run drow, I was looking up how to actually, like, what their society and some of the culture is, and I was, like, freaked at, like, the half-spider Oh, yeah, uh, and dry, the, uh, dryads? Or, no, dry, no, dry. Driders, driders. Driders, driders, yeah. And it was just, like, like, you could tell that they had been banished to this dark, mysterious place thousands of years ago, and it has changed them there. Yeah. If if anything, I would almost label them as like not even elves anymore. They're yeah, they're, they're just they're so like, different. Yeah. Um. This is this is kind of a wild, uh, comparison, but like it's kind of, uh, the best comparison that I can think of for anyone who hasn't really played D anD D too much but has played Skyrim. Uh, when you think of the Falmer, like that mm-hmm. they, they they've lived in caves for so long that they've become blind and they do everything based on sound. It's kind. It's kind of the same idea. Like, they're almost not elves at that point. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're. They're. They're not elf. Like they're. They're. Of course, they're elves because of their yeah. like physical traits. But there's their society, their way of viewing the world. Everything is just so yeah. altered, just by being banished to this god awful place. That. Yeah. That they're. Uh, of course, I'm not saying that like drow are these monstrous things like the Falmer are. I'm just saying, yeah. like. They've changed since they've lived underground for so long. So if you had to run an elf character, first, which of the three sub-races would you pick, and like, wh- how would you play it? Well, so with the three... So every elf gets plus two to dexterity, mm-hmm. which is a good base to like monk, ranger, or rogue already. Um, but uh, that being said, you get plus one to intelligence if you play a high elf, uh, plus one to wisdom if you play wood elf, and plus two or plus one to charisma if you play a uh, drow. So it kind of depends. I, I feel like if you want to play an elf, you also need to know what kind of class you want to play. Yeah. Because not not saying like you can't play a drow wizard if you wanted to, but uh, uh, like they 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 lend themselves better to certain classes. Yes, yeah. they're that's why you see so many like uh, high elf wizards and. Uh, like, Warlock, Drow, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um... If I were to actually play... I, I, I just like Drow. I think they're super cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh... Whew, I don't know. I would probably play... Probably Rogue. A, a Drow Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um... The, the only problem with Drow, I feel like, is, the, like, the, the sunlight... Uh... What is it called? Some uh, sunlight sensitivity, uh, but of course, if you're playing a rogue, you want to stay in the shadows anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, with being a drow rogue, don't like we said for yeah, dolls in general. Don't <laughs> be the lone wolf. The yeah, lone wolf can be, be cool in moments, but don't do that to your party. Yeah, like it's, it honestly ruins like the experience for a lot of players. But, yeah, usually I like to play characters that don't have like immediate dislike for other people yeah uh, of course you can have like some sort of dislike for a good reason mm-hmm. but you dnd is collaborative storytelling yes yeah. it's collaborative you're you supposed wanna, to work with your party yeah. maybe not 100 percent of the time but like yeah. you want to have fun with other people and yeah. 
the fun that other people have is based on you. So you, you, if I were playing a drow rogue, uh, maybe I would be slow to become friends with other people, but I, in the end, I would probably help the party in, in general. Yeah. Um, if I was going to run a elf, I would probably play actually a wood elf, because um, I've played a wood elf before. Um, and I'd probably play a fighter with a bow, rather than a ranger. Because <laughs> rangers suck. <laughs> we will talk about that. Yeah. Um, I just have something against rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the new Unearthed Arcana coming out is pretty yeah. semi-cool, but yeah. I feel, still feel like if you give a fighter a bow, he'll be... Definitely good. better than a ranger. Um, so yeah, I'd probably, the wood elf that I played before was kind of down to earth. They were more, kind of grew up more in a city almost, and acted like a hunter in that city. And so I feel like, I, I like playing characters that have high charisma. I, yeah. <laughs> I like being able to, like, talk with people and do stuff like that. But I also like high dex characters, because, and that's why I would play an elf, or half elves and things like that, because... One of my favorite parts uh, of some of the games that I've played in is when, is the bar, like the tavern experience and being able to like talk up people, play like different card games or dice games at the table using dexterity, cheating a little bit with some sleight of hand. And that, that's, that's probably how I'd run a character, like a high dex, high charisma elf who, you know, a more down to earth person just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, I, I like those types of characters who are down to earth, but will help their party because they've like made such a strong bond yeah. uh, with their party members. So yeah, so elves, there are these magical beings that love nature and try to find themselves. <laughs> maybe basically. I was actually thinking an improvement, maybe, but oh, this yeah. wouldn't be to the race themselves. This would be more of like a how to play it kind of PSA to people. <laughs> Don't judge like the elves like just straight up like if you see it like like we were saying about like the draw the drow being like changed a lot that makes people view them as evil yeah characters and i've i've seen before things happening where party your party members just automatically don't like you because you're a drow and i feel like that shouldn't be the case i feel yeah. like you should judge someone on their character's personality and maybe like, their actions, you shouldn't base it off their... Yeah, um, I mean, e even with the drow, they, they've been under, in the Underdark for so long that they actually, they, they actually might despise other people because in the, in the lore it says that they uh, don't like surface dwellers. Um, but if you were actively trying to get out of the Underdark, I feel like you would have a good uh, character trait where you would try to get over those biases that uh, you have grown up with. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, dwarves. Yeah, dwarves. Dwarves are actually one of my favorite races. I think they're super cool. I, I, I always love um, just any campaign featuring dwarves. The, um, Player's Handbook says that they're known as skilled warriors, miners, workers of stone and metal. But um, one of the funny things that I had, it was always a trait that I... Uh, accompanied with dwarves but didn't actually know that it was officially said is that specifically mentions that they value their beards <laughs> very highly and groom them so carefully that they don't 
pull hairs out and they make sure that they're always perfectly <laughs> that's actually a big, big contrast with elves uh they don't have facial hair at all and like little to no body hair it, that's just like with the race they just don't have any of that but then you get a uh, race that values a big bush on their face uh, <laughs> and so we were mentioning this a bit before but dwarves are similar to elves in like their lifespan they can live for well over 400 years with the oldest dwarves being able to recall events from three centuries ago. Yeah. Which I feel like is just, it's insane. <laughs> um, and uh, something that I really like about them is that it describes them as short, but compact. So <laughs> although they're, pro- they're about, they range like under five feet tall, mostly, they can weigh more than someone almost double their height. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just feel the best way to describe any dwarf in one word is dense. They're, just, they're, they're like definitely going to be hitting hard unless you're playing like a, a wizard with a dwarf, which you can do. Uh, yeah. But just a little weird. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But uh, I think they're really cool. Like uh, they're, they're definitely one of the most respected races out of any of the common races like uh, yeah. elves will say like they're a little clumsy but they'll respect uh the, it says on, in the player's handbook i can't remember which page but uh it says that elves would respect the dwarven forges and they'll say that their craftsmanship only like just it's only just below like elven craftsmanship so like even the elves respect the dwarves yeah um Something along with respect, um, some of the traits that they have is that they respect their ancestors and they respect their forges and they respect their strongholds. They do not take their traditions lightly. If you, like, their clans have traditions, you follow those traditions. And, but that is where you could get into a... Yeah, kind of a, a poor way to play a, a dwarf. Like, if you take that too seriously, somebody does something against your, your morals, like... If you are a bad player, you would uh, maybe even attack that player character, which you don't yeah. want to do. You, you want, even though, you, you want to make it interesting. You don't want to just react to it with straight anger. Yeah. Some, something that I've seen a lot is, like, a lot of people complain about, like, oh, this chaotic evil character just running around and doing stuff, and that that's bad, too. But it's also bad when you have the lawful good character going yeah. around saying, you stole a piece of bread... Now you're going to lose your hands. I, I've done that. The first time I played d and I played a lawful good half-elf monk who was exactly like that. And I could... I, I, well, at the first few sessions I, I did that, then I realized how annoying it was, and I eventually... Uh, that, that was the first time I really learned how to be a good player, I feel. Yeah. Um, and, of course, dwarves are definitely going to tend towards a lawful alignment, but that doesn't mean they can't be chaotic. Like, there, there can be a really good exa- uh, reasons why you would be chaotic. Like, maybe, this is kind of cliche, but your whole clan was killed, and you wandered the woods for such a long time, and you really kind of became one with nature, and you don't... You kind of... Even though you're a dwarf, you ended up with the shock and... Yeah, with the shock, you eventually forgot these laws that you used to uh, confine to. One of the uh, coolest, one, one of a character concept that I want to play sometime is uh, Slayers from the Warhammer oh, yeah. lore. Um, basically, if you don't know what they are, they are dwarves that have 
dishonor their clan or committing a wrong in some way. And so they have to give up all their titles, dye their beards orange, give up everything that they have, and basically fight as many things as they can to earn a worthy death. So they have ranks almost, and it's based on the level of monster that you've killed. So they're like troll slayers, dragon slayers, and I feel like that that's a cool way of running a chaotic yeah. dwarf. You can... Because the way that they run is that they deserve to die, but they only deserve to die by fighting as hard as they possibly yeah. can. You, like, if they forfeit, like, even yeah. if you live, they're not going to talk to you. Basically. Yeah. Like, killing... Like, something that I saw was killing a dragon... Like, a uh, slayer killing a dragon isn't something to, like, celebrate about because he gets pissed off because he's like, oh, now I have to find something harder than a dragon to kill. <laughs> to be or killed by. Or else like a wuss. I feel like that, that's a good example of how you don't have to be... There's still a structure to that society. Like, you don't have to be completely chaotic to play a chaotic character. You can yeah. still have kind of a set of things you follow. Uh, chaotic good is probably the best alignment to allude to that. Even chaotic evil will kind of do things in their own way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, so the, the most cliched dwarf uh, player character that I can think of is probably a, a dwarf um, cleric. Yeah. Because you have these traditions, and they're probably linked to a god. Well, the thing that actually it says specifically in the PHP is that they are, um, they're, most of their traditions from their clan entail following a god that either upholds industrious labor, skills in battles, or the forge. Like, classic uh, dwarf things. Yeah. But, like, it... I, I saw that, like, I didn't... I, I knew that dwarves kind of had these traditions, and, like, I, I know dwarves are more likely to follow, like, Moradrin or other gods, but, like, uh, when it specifically mentioned that most dwarven traditions entail following a god of the forge or a god of battle, I, that was kind of interesting to me. It was... Yeah. Uh, for me, when I run dwarves, I, for some reason, I always have to have a dwarf NPC that becomes important to the party. Like, it's a necessity with me, at least. Uh, I don't know about you, but... Yeah, well, actually, um, I think I've told you about this before, but one of the coolest scenes in D&D that I've ever been in was actually a campaign run by the edgelord uh, elf that I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, in this campaign, they were on a mission to find out why a these two dwarven strongholds lived kind of in mountains next to each other, and they had to find out why no information was coming back and no troops had ever come back from this location. And there was a problem with the party where my because I had a uh, kind of bad work schedule during the time we were going to play... I played a human sorcerer who basically popped in and out of existence. So <laughs> if I if I joined a session, it would basically be like, oh yeah, uh, Dylan's here. He just popped into existence. He's <laughs> he's now part of the party. And so, basically, I joined in on one of the sessions, and I popped into existence in the middle of a giant bridge that was connecting the two dwarven strongholds across this massive <laughs> chasm. And on one I for some reason he decided to put me in the middle, not with the rest of my party. So I see the rest of my party, along with 
legions of dwarven soldiers. And on the other side of the bridge is this tunnel filled with goblins and this goblin wearing a little, like, golden, like, ugly crown riding a purple worm. (laughs) And so that was one of the coolest things because just seeing him... He he actually drew part of this map. It wasn't, like, a, a great drawing. We used, like, because we were using Skype, we just used MS Paint. But just having that thing there to see was incredible. And I just, I loved, like, all the effort he took, put in to, like, look up Dwarven lore and put it into, and, like, showing, like, different legions belonging to different clans, describing how each one had, like, a different emblem on their shield, a different style to their beard. And then the fight ended because I ended up wild magic surging on my first attack and turning into a pot. But that, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that being said, like, um, the, the clans that dwarves hold, I feel like, are probably the strongest bonds out of anything in D&D. Yeah. Um, if you, if you want to be a friend with any race, it's definitely going to be a dwarf that you want to be a friend with. Or yeah. a halfling, but yeah. that was like another time but But because they have such like strong uh connection to their clan that can lead itself to having a strong connection to the party and i feel like that is where as a dm you can create some conflict where the dwarf now has to decide between going and helping his clan or helping his party or something along the lines of uh he's called back for something important but the party needs needs him for this mission that they're about to go on. And I feel like that could create a really good struggle for a more experienced Dwarven player to, like, interpret and add to the kind of party dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think, like, second to maybe Tiefling, they're my, my, one of my favorite races. Actually, pro- probably third to Halfling. Halfling. Or, and Trout. Shit. <laughs> Carter likes a lot of the races. Carter yeah. likes most of the races. He it's, just hates dragons. Yeah, it's specifically dragon. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty. It, I, I'd probably say like it's a tie between Drow, Tiefling, uh, Halfling, and Dwarf for me. So it's a tie between like. Oh, and Cold. Third. Shit. Okay. So it's, a tie, I, it's a tie between <laughs> the, a third of the races. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. All right. Um. If I if I were probably, if I were to play a dwarf, I mean, I, I DM a lot. Just it just ends up like that. But uh, I I usually focus on using dwarves in my story. But if I were to play a dwarf, I'd probably play. Even though I don't like magic users that much, cleric. Mm. Um, it, it is cliched, but I feel like that is probably one of the best ways to run a dwarf. Or an interesting way would pro- probably be like a hill dwarf uh, wizard. Because uh, uh, I just like the idea of uh, a short wizard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how I would run it would either be kind of similar to you running like a mountain dwarf, but like more paladin, probably. Yeah. Um, or going back to the slayer idea, just a mountain dwarf barbarian with a great axe. And that, that, that is a character that I would really like to play. <laughs> Speaking of barbarians, I've always wanted to play an elf barbarian. And it makes no sense, and that's why I want to play it. But, like, I, I've always failed to have, like, a good reason to for that to exist. Like, may, uh, maybe... Like, I, f- I, feel I would not trust a elf barbarian on my party, because I feel like they're just so 
tall and slender that they just get... Like, Actually, they could be pretty short. <laughs> well, they're slender no matter what. Yeah, they're like a skinny barbarian just doesn't it's just, seem it doesn't, right. It doesn't fit with like what I perceive as like the big hulking tough guy. But so I like feel you, like you can make it work. Like I've, I've heard people playing like... What was it? Like halfling barbarians or even like... I know like there's a homebrew race like a fairy or something like a fairy yeah, barbarian yeah. like that I, I feel like that could <laughs> be so funny. that could be really fun yeah um I, I just thought of an idea like if you were kind of like a displaced community community of elves specifically wood elves you, a barbarian and druids actually might make a little more sense yeah uh of course druids fit a little bit better with elves but uh I think a barbarian elf would work in a way if you, if you were a displaced group of elves, specifically in the wild. Yeah, that could work really well, actually. I, I, I just remembered something I, I saw on... Um, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was maybe Reddit somewhere, or... It was by the, maybe, Tumblr, but, uh, like, probably bad RPG ideas. Oh, yeah? Um, where... You run a dwarf raised by humans who thinks he's a human and oh. pretends that dwarves don't exist. <laughs> that, that reminds me of one of the characters that I played. Uh, it, it was a kobold. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I told you about this, but uh, it was a kobold who wanted to be a human. And it was a kobold monk. And he dressed in a robe with, and he walked on stilts. And extended his arm, arms with stilts, and his name was Hugh Man. <laughs> I think you have told me about this. And I didn't tell the party that I was a kobold. I, I, I kept on trying to convince them that I was a human, but they, I think they eventually figured out that something was off because my handshakes didn't actually grasp their hands. <laughs> that it would just be literally a stick rubbing against their hand. But, uh, yeah... I, I like playing fun characters like that as well. Yeah, Just, like with, with any race or any character, any class, coming up with an interesting backstory or interesting way of running your character is always going to be a lot, of, a, lot, a lot more fun than like copying yeah. it from somewhere else. Like, so, something stupid but not like, over, like overwhelmingly stupid. Yeah, and, and of course, if you're coming up with like your own character and you want to put a unique spin on it, always talk to your DM beforehand. Like, I, I feel... I always hate it when... Like, someone try like, specifically tries to, like, not oust the GM, but, like, kind of startle them, almost. Like, coming in and saying, yeah. like, oh, I want to run a Barbarian, but I have an 8 in strength. It's like, why, though? Like, yeah. always come up with a reason for having it, stuff. And also, like, don't come up with something so outlandish that it's going to make the party dyna dynamic yeah. really hard to play with. Like, you shouldn't play... Unless you really, really want to and the DM is okay with it, play a barbarian with trash strength because so much of their stuff is based on strength. Yeah. Like, you can... Uh, of course, a lot of people play, uh, like, for example, rogues that are, are assassins, right? Mm. And they're... They basically get sneak attack and does crazy amounts of damage in later levels, but I, I think it'd be really interesting if I always wanted to do this as well. Um, play... Uh, a uh, a rogue that uses the the thief archetype that just swears to never kill anyone, okay, and like always does non lethal damage, like always focuses on knocking people out, and, and like is sworn against killing other people, yeah. which it, like 
you, you really want to have an interesting spin. Of course, cliched stuff can be really cool, but you, you want to put something like of your own into the character. Yeah. So, I think we got a bit sidetracked there, but... Um, <laughs> So any do you can you think of any improvements you might make to dwarves or um, like I, I, like I honestly can't think of any. I mean, I, I, if I sat down and thought about it really hard, I could think of some. But I just I love everything yeah. about dwarves. Dwar- just being able to be having a DM, a good DM, being able to describe like walking into a dwarven stronghold is just it's the one of the coolest yeah. experiences that I've ever had. I I just really think they're one of the coolest parts. Of D and D, speaking of races, like monsters and stuff, are a whole another story because there are some really cool things. Yeah. Um, but dwarves definitely are one of the coolest parts of D and I think. Yeah. And uh, just to touch about uh, touch on one thing about dwarves, uh, the cross between a dwarf and an elf is a dwarf, and it combines the worst aspects of both races so like maybe like a lot of arrogance from i mean both i mean would it <laughs> technically would it be considered a half elf it's it's technically a half elf okay but you're taking the worst components of those two races so like really like o- overly strong bonds with your clan from dwarf and kind of like aloofness to events from elves and then like the worst um, facial traits from both, like, you get, like, really pointy ears and stuff. Like, I'm I'm imagining, like, really bony, like, cheeks, long ears, and then, like, but, like, a really really slender face, and, like, a (laughs) patchy beard, like, like a a goatee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, just, uh, I I just wanted to touch on that, because I I read up about it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've covered most of everything. Uh, so, humans, they're just a blank slate. There, there isn't too, like anything too interesting with them. With lore, of course, you can dig into like really deep lore and find like these kings that did cool stuff. And yeah, or or make your own. Make yeah. it, like come up with a cool idea. It, it's it really provide like lends itself to your imagination yeah. and what you want to do with it. You're not you aren't limited limited to anything. Yeah. Other than maybe like appearance. Yeah, I mean, but. <laughs> Saying that, like, all the different, not races, but, so, like, cultures yeah. that humans have. It, it's basically, it's just, think, think of any human in real life, and you can probably make a, a human character based on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you want to say about elves, just as a conclusion? I don't know. Like, el- el- elves, they're, you know, the apparently not so tall. Uh, <laughs> like... Uh, magical, other word, otherworldly, skinny, s- skinny <laughs> people that live in the. I mean, of course, the drow don't live in a forest, but you know, yeah, that will. that's how everyone, yeah, kind of <laughs> thinks about them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're kind of, they. I, I'd say they lend themselves more towards, well, of course, depending on. Now I'm getting into my stereotypes with races. <laughs> But, um, like, how I would imagine an elf is just lending itself more towards, like, a, a fighter or a ranger or druid. Yeah. And I feel like the personality of your character, usually, at, with me at least, doesn't have an extreme. You know, with, with an, 
a, a dwarf or a human, you're going to be really focused on a cause that you believe in. But I, I feel like elves are, don't have, like I said, an extreme to their personality. They aren't going to have an extreme temper or anything like that. They're kind of more smooth, I guess you could say, with their yeah. personality. And then, I guess for dwarves, just... <laughs> we just gushed about them enough, I feel like. Yeah. They're just, so cool. They're, they're, they're one of the coolest. I, I feel like just in lore and just being, like, just any idea that you can come up with a dwarf, I would love to hear yeah. about. Like, uh, it's, it's really just the reason I use them so often in the games that I DM. It's just, like... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, they're, they're, they're just super cool. Uh, <laughs> I just love them so much. Yeah. So um, I think that's going to end this talk about the OG3. Um, if you have any comments about your ideas and how you'd run these races, uh, if you have any criticisms, we'd always like to hear them. Uh, our next video is probably going to be next Tuesday, and we're going to talk about the Scalies. So that's Dragonborn, Lizard Folk, and Kobolds. I'm going to talk about how much I love Kobolds. <laughs> I just think they're so cool, especially for player characters. Um, so so yeah. thank you for, thank you for listening, listening. And uh, don't, remember, don't, don't be, be a murder, murder hobo. hobo. <laughs>